I'm your host, Rufi Castro, and welcome to the Epicenter Fresno podcast. This message was originally preached on February 19th, 2023, and it carries the title, Me First. We actually came out of two different portions of scripture, uh, came out of the book of Mark, where Jesus is teaching the disciples uh, to pray. And then we also came out of the book of Acts, uh, chapter number three, where Peter and John uh, go up to the temple to pray. There's a, a portion in the uh, Our Father that states, uh, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And the idea of this, in order for God to answer my petition, in order for God to do something for me, I have to have already been doing that in the earth realm. Let, let me explain what I mean. So if we look at the premise of forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, what we're saying is um, I'm indebted with you, God. And just like the way I forgive the people that have debts with me, just like the way I forgive the people that have hurt me, uh, just like the way that I forgive the people that have talked bad on me, I want you to forgive me. I need you to forgive me. I'm already doing to someone else what I'm asking you to do to me. So I can't go before the Lord in prayer and, you know, when I sin and we all sin, I can't go before the Lord in prayer and ask him to forgive me of X, Y, and Z if I haven't been forgiving people here in the earth realm of X, Y, and Z. So that is the whole premise of it. So, you know, if we have a falling out with someone and, and, and we don't go ask for forgiveness, it's not necessarily that they forgive us, right? We, we ask for the forgiveness and we forgive them. If they hold a grudge, that's on them, right? But as long as we do our due diligence and we do it with all of our hearts, we're fulfilling the word of God. It is at that point that now I can go ahead and go before the Lord uh, in prayer. There's also a separate portion of scripture that we didn't touch on the preaching, but it states that when you go to the altar and you remember that someone has something against you, the scripture says, leave your gift at the altar and go reconcile yourself and then come back and offer the gift. So in other words, go fix the problem to the best of your ability, because there are some people that uh, will not want the problem to be fixed. Uh, but you go and you do your best. And after you do that, then come before the presence of God. After you do what you need to do on your end, then come and ask for forgiveness from God, ask uh, for healing from God, ask for a blessing from God, whatever it is that you and I are going to be asking from God, take care of business first and then come and ask. So it has to start with us, right? So the, the, that's the whole title of this message, me first, because when you look at what Peter and John did, the Bible says that there was a, a man that was lame, which means he couldn't walk. He was born that way, and he was literally at the gate called Beautiful um, there at the temple. And according to scripture, he'd been there many, many years. Uh, Peter and John show up to the temple uh, at the time of prayer. And this man is there, and, he, and he's begging, right? He, he's lame, so he can't walk. He really can't 
work, there's not much he can do. So he's really just kind of um, living on handouts and just trying to, you know, make ends meet. So he's there at the temple because the people that go to the temple, the people that go to church uh, should be generous people, should be people that are willing to help, uh, should be people that are willing to take some time to listen to somebody and, and, and help them um, the best they can. So he's there at the temple. The Bible says that Peter and John show up at the temple and this man looks at them and he's expecting Peter and John to give him you know, some money. The conversation that follows is very interesting. And I do encourage you, if you have not listened to this message um, from beginning to end, uh, please uh, take time to listen to it. You can find it on the Epicenter Fresno YouTube uh, channel, on our Facebook page, um, I believe on the in- on Instagram as well. You'll be able to find it. Uh, but I do encourage you to, to listen to the complete message. Because a conversation that that they have is an interesting one. The Bible says that Peter looks at at this man and this man looks at Peter. Their eyes connect. And this man is expecting Peter and, and, and John to give him, you know, some money or something, help him out. Peter looks at him and says, silver and gold have I not, but what I have I will give to you. So, Let's pause because Peter's being very honest. I don't have any money. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't get paid till Friday. You know, I, I don't have any money. I, I can't I can't give you that. But there is something that I do have. And this is this is important to take note because this is the same Peter who on the day of Pentecost got up and preached that message where the Bible says that three three thousand people um were saved. So something that Peter has is he has Jesus Christ in his heart, he has anointing authority, uh, but he also has faith. So this is what he has. So we have to understand that uh, there are times in our Christian walk where we are walking in authority. Let's be real. There are times that we are walking in authority and we're casting out, uh, you know, demons, breaking down strongholds. And you, you know, you just feel like, wow, like it's this whole you feel like this is just this whole different kind of anointing that's on your life and and everything that you touch gets blessed and you speak to people, you speak life into people, right? And things happen. But let's be real. Sometimes there are times that <laughs> we have a hard time even accepting and believing that we have been forgiven of our sins, right? Let's just be real. There are some times we go, we go through some, some, some tough times. Everything goes bad at work. Uh, everything goes bad at the house and everything's going bad with the family and and you don't even want to ask what else could possibly go wrong because something will go wrong so let's just be real right it does not mean we're not saved it does not mean god is not with us it does not mean we don't have anointing but it means i'm going to get very deep so i hope you're able to understand what i'm going to say okay it means you are a human being okay we are still living on planet earth we're gonna get sick we're gonna get moody we're gonna get hungry you know it's just part of life now here's the thing one of the issues that the child of god faces is that for some reason we believe that when we're having a bad day when things aren't happening that are you know considered blessings to us when just when it's tough for whatever reason, the child of God has been led to believe that they do not have the authority of the Holy Ghost. 
that can't be further from the truth. When the Lord sealed you with the gift of the Holy Ghost, you have the Holy Ghost. You are a child of God. He loves you. He loves you when you are walking in blessings, and he, he loves you when you are walking in the valley. He loves you. Still there. You're still there. He's still there. So we have to understand that Peter and, and, and John, they're human beings. We read about them, and we're like, wow, you know, the things that they did and the miracles, you know, but they were still human beings. Okay, they, they still had some issues that they had to deal with in their personal lives. They were not perfect. They're going to the temple to pray because that's, that's what they're supposed to do as believers. And I'm sure they're going to pray for personal petitions that they have. And they're going to pray for their brothers and sisters and maybe family members, you know, just like you and me. But we have to understand that even though it wasn't the day of Pentecost anymore, even though persecution had already begun when it came to the believers in Jesus Christ, Peter knew what he had. Now, just because we don't think we have the anointing does not mean the anointing goes away. I'm going to say it again. Just because you don't feel like you're anointed does not mean you're not anointed. We don't live our life according to feelings we live our life according to what the word of God says. What happens is Peter begins to speak the word of faith. He tells him, silver and gold have I not, but what I have I will give unto you. And then he says, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, stand up and walk. The Bible further states that Peter takes the hand of the lame man and helps him get up. So watch what's happening here. Peter is operating in faith. He knows that Jesus told them greater works than these shall you do. Now, in order for this to happen, obviously Peter does have a relationship with God. Peter's praying and he's fasting and and he's studying, you know, the scriptures. He's actually spending time with the Lord. He's not uh, you know, binging Netflix 10 hours a day and and uh, praise only when it's time to eat. Like, let's be real, right? Let's be 100% real. Whatever is priority in our life, that's what we're going to spend time doing, right? If God's our priority, we're going to spend our time on godly things. Now, that doesn't mean, oh, you can't watch TV. It doesn't mean you can't go to the baseball game. It doesn't mean you can't cheer the Dodgers. It doesn't mean that at all. It just means that all that other extracurricular activity that we're doing it shouldn't be more of that. That shouldn't be what is encompassing our life versus our relationship with God. Peter knows that he has authority. He knows, he believes it, he's, he's convicted of it. So the Bible says he speaks the word of faith, but then he goes a step further because when you speak the word of faith, you're completely emptying yourself. You're emptying yourself, spiritually speaking. I'm giving you what I have. All I have right now, I don't have any money. I don't have anything. All I have is my belief in Jesus Christ. That's all I have. This is basically what Peter's saying. What I have, I'll give unto you. That's all Peter has. He gives him, he pours himself out in faith and gives him the only thing he has. 
He speaks the word of faith and authority to this man. But then he goes a step further because after he emptied himself, right? After he gave the man everything that he had, he takes it one step further. He doesn't wait for the man to try to get up because the man, I mean, you have to understand the man was born this way. The man, as much as I would like to get up and walk, I would like, the man has never experienced that. There's a fear factor when it comes to experiencing the unknown. And many times, and and I'm going to talk to the church here, many times as children of God, we put God in a box because we're afraid of the unknown. We don't, we claim we want God to move in a new way, uh, but when he does, we start freaking out because we've never seen that before, right? So even though this man is stating I wish I could walk like I I daydream about walking because he's been like this for all of his life. He's never walked. He doesn't know what that means. He's gotten used to the lifestyle. So we have to understand there's an element of fear also in the man that's receiving this miracle. So Peter empties himself. He speaks a word of faith, but then he takes it a step further because he understands there has to be fear in this man. He takes the man by the hand and he begins to lift him up. He begins to say there, you know, he begins, he doesn't say it right, but with his actions, he's be, he, what he's showing him is you are healed. Like God is doing something great in your life right now. The reason Peter believes it is because Peter gave him everything that was in his heart. The way Peter was going to go inside the temple to pray and to cry out to God, all that energy, uh, all that anointing, if you will, that was in his heart, instead of pouring it out there in, in the temple in prayer to God, he put it into the word of faith that he spoke to this individual. And then he takes a man because Peter is convinced and convicted that this man's going to walk. He takes the man by the hand and he helps him get up. And the Bible says that when Peter does this, immediately his ankle bones begin to stabilize, right? His knees begin to stabilize. His hips begins to stabilize. And what does this man do? The Bible says that he begins rejoicing He enters into the temple leaping for joy because of what God had done for him. But we have to understand more than him having faith that this could happen, Peter had to have the faith. It had to start with Peter. Peter had to be convinced that greater things than what Jesus Christ did while he walked the earth, greater things was Peter and the rest of the believers capable of doing, but it had to start with them. They had to put the effort. They had to take the first step. They had to believe it. They had to understand, even though I don't feel the anointing right now. And I just want to, as I'm getting ready to wrap this up, I just want to speak to somebody right now because you may be going through something in your life right now. Maybe you're going through a divorce. Maybe things in your family, they're falling apart. Maybe you... um you had a falling out with one of your children. You guys had some sort of disagreement and, you know, and, and you guys haven't spoken or, or, you know, maybe there's other issues happening. Maybe you just got a, a diagnosis from the doctor that is not favorable, right? So uh, all of these things in the earth realm, they, they hold us down and they put pressure on us and we don't feel anointed. 
we don't feel like God is on our side sometimes. We feel like, you know, like, man, I feel like Job. You know, sometimes we feel that way. If that's you, I want to encourage you. Okay, we don't walk in this relationship with Jesus Christ based on a feeling we walk based by faith according to the word of God. So even though you may be going through this storm right now, even though you may be going through a hard time, you are blessed and highly favored. You are a child of God. And in order for you to see the life of individuals change, you it has to start with you. It has to start with you. How does it start with you? What am I saying? Go out there and start proclaiming the word of faith to people. That's not what I'm saying. If God plays that in your heart, then amen, go do it. But what I'm saying right now is it has to start with you. You have to speak to yourself and remind yourself that you are a child of God. It has to start with you. Remind yourself that Jesus Christ lives inside your heart. Remind yourself that in this Christian walk, we are to worship the Lord, not only when things are going good, but also when we're going through a valley right? Remind yourself that. So I just want to encourage you, if it hasn't started with you, it has to start with you. And it's time for us to go before the Lord and say, Lord, before you do anything with anyone else, work on me first. It's me first. Give me the ability first. Help me first. Help me to to change my life if I need to change my life and my mentality, Lord. Start with me so then you can use me as a vessel to reach those that are lost. Don't forget to check out our website at epicenterfresno.com where you will find links to our Facebook page, our YouTube channel, and our Instagram.